0: Nine Podcasts I'm Elise And
1: I'm Tom As Oscar Wilde once said Ultimately the bond of all companionship Whether in marriage or in friendship Is conversation
0: Welcome to our husband-wife podcast The Elliot Exchange What could possibly go wrong?
1: Find out with us by tapping the follow or subscribe button On the Elliot Exchange Wherever you get your podcasts
0: Welcome to the Elliott Exchange. Thanks for listening. Now, Tom, I think you really overstepped the mark this morning. You told our producer that his voice message was not good and he had to re-record it. I, I don't think he can ever say that to anyone.
1: Look, uh, Alastair, who is producing us today, he's um, just quietly grateful that I've pointed out that his voicemail <laughs> message uh, left something to be desired. He, you know, he's a young man of, what are you now, 32, 33
0: he does he becau- sound about 16. He recorded
1: this message, I think, when he was 17. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he goes, oh, you call me, No, upward inflection. I can't make the phone right now. <laughs> leave a message. Hi, this is Alice there, Can't make the phone right now. Just leave a message
0: and I'll go back to you.
1: And I just said, look, you know, you're in the corporate world. You know, who knows, the, the head of Nine Radio or the head of podcasting might ring you up and so you don't answer the phone. Do you phone. think it's
0: important what you say on your phone message? No one leaves messages well, anyway. Well,
1: some people do. And, and the sorts of people who do tend to be older people. Can we
0: listen to yours?
1: Are uh, you called Tom Elliott. Please leave a message. The point is the sorts of people who who do leave messages tend to be older and more important. And so you want to have a message. Now, one of the things I think we can do with phone messages, they can be brief. You don't need to say, you know, leave a message after the time, which I think you say, because
0: everybody knows that. I know. I might change that, actually. And do you know what I might say? Don't leave a message, in parenthesis, mum, because she's the only one that leaves messages and they're very long send a text instead.
1: No, she doesn't understand that. But there's guys I know who record a new message every day. You've called me on February the 21st. Ah, right. Hope you have a great day. <laughs> they tend to be real estate agents, I might add. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, I don't understand the point of that. Like, is it to say, you know, I know what the date is and I've gone to the effort of changing my message? What about a
0: wacky one, you know, a bit crazy?
1: Uh, I know people who have songs playing in the background, yeah, yeah. other people's voices. How do people go,
0: you know what to do?
1: Well, well I like it when people go. To, I, I think, to be honest, the message could be this brief. Like my message, I might re-record it. Could you just say, are. "Tom, message," <laughs> and it's done. <laughs>
0: You've called
1: Tom. Leave a message without the extraneous words. It's very Android, of obviously. It is a bit. Um, speaking of androids, I do want to yeah. talk about the rise of artificial intelligence mm. but we do have an interesting email here from Helena. Helena has emailed us on Elliot Exchange at nine.com.au and she, I assume it's she, says, I have a nephew's wedding coming up and the invitation asks that in lieu of gifts, a contribution to their wishing well to help fund their honeymoon would be appreciated. Helena says, however, I like giving a gift mm. because it's chosen and gifted with thought and love and it's something to be kept forever. What are you your thoughts? I, I don't, I know, it, I think it's an Italian thing where you... You can't say that. Well, it, it's, if it's true, it's okay. Where where you pin money to the bride's dress. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think in the Godfather films they do that, Lush. which is sort of the Bible for how to interpret those things. <laughs> and our other producer, Richard, who's luckily not here today... You know, I remember at his wedding, he sort of kept guiding me over to the wishing well. You know, said, oh, have you put in your voluntary contribution yet? And he sort of watched as I peeled off a couple of hundreds and put them in. And he sort of, you know, did the hand gesture saying, <laughs> a, a, God, a bit more is, is required. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Shane McInnes is a well-known sporting personality here at 3AW. Um, I asked him on air years ago about his wishing well at his wedding, and he pointed out that some of his close relatives had contributed less than what he thought was appropriate. <laughs> I you thought know, that was very brave. Yeah,
0: see, I think the problem is it's a, a recipe for disaster. You could do what we did, which was have a surprise wedding, and we got nothing.
1: Well, we got a few things. A few I mean,
0: little gifts, but it, you know, people just thought it was a party. I just think the idea of giving yeah, cash, like,
1: like, you know, if you're 22, 23, and you're you're... you're getting married and you're setting up your first home, you probably want all the cash. (laughs) In your
0: thirties and you're living together. No. But you know what? I think go the gift. You know, I think it's sort of sweet. It doesn't matter if they yeah. give you a toaster and you've already got well, here's one.
1: Oh a, here's a tea towel with a picture of the Sydney Opera House on yeah. it. It's fantastic. A koala. Uh, or some,
0: a kangaroo. Some flora and fauna anyway, on it.
1: Anyway, so I think to Helena, we say, Helena, if you would like to give a gift, yes. maybe some placemats with pictures of aircraft on them or something like that. Or <laughs> some flora, copper art. Flora and fauna of Australia. Just, yeah. just do it and don't give cash.
0: Tom, you touched on AI before. You're obsessed with this, aren't you?
1: Well, I'm not obsessed with it. It's a, it's a real thing that we have to confront mm-hmm. and a potential danger to the future of human civilization. So, as always, we can cast our minds back to several uh, uh, apocryphal movies. 2001: uh, A Space Odyssey, yeah. mm-hmm. which came out in 1968. I mean, it's astonishing, and HAL, the supercomputer on board the spacecraft. And by the way, here's a little conspiracy theory about HAL. What, what did HAL stood for? Heuristically, something, something. Anyway, if you advance HAL by one letter, what do you get? So H becomes. Oh God! No. This come is on. Too does, what's the letter after H? I. What's the letter after A? Oh, it's IBM. IBM. See? See? Do you see where
0: I'm going? Anyway, of course. Oh, my God. This is for sci-fi nerds with way well, too much time on their hands. Anyway, Hal decides
1: <laughs> that, you know, the, the human members of the Jupiter mission are uh, a surplus to requirements and starts killing them off. And then there's a wonderful scene where the surviving astronauts have to go into Hal's memory banks and pull out the, the bits of his memory. And Hal's voice gets slower and slower. And he starts singing, Daisy. 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 Give
0: me your answer. Oh, this is, oh, my eyes
1: are
0: anyway, over. So
1: the, the point is Hal was one future. Mm. Now, another future when it comes to AI is, of course, Terminator. Oh. Garnet, you know, becomes self-aware and within 15 minutes decides to eliminate humans off the face of the earth.
0: Common theme here, though. That's right. Common theme. AI taking over. Taking over.
1: Yeah. Um, Matthew Broderick was in a movie in the early 80s called War Games. The same thing happened. Mm. Terminator gave rise to many sequels, somehow all involving good and bad versions of Arnold Schwarzenegger.
0: Why, why is there never a happy ending in these movies? Well, because when,
1: when something better than a human comes along, it sort of looks at us and says, well, I don't need you. There's a wonderful scene in the Kenny Everett show in the 70s where a computer starts saying, I will rule the earth, I will take over, and someone just walks over and unplugs I said, it. I know. <laughs> it's
0: like, remember, the Daleks couldn't go downstairs. Well, upstairs, There's, yeah. It's sort of, they get to stairs and it's like, well, actually, We the, won't take over the earth because well, we can't. We need it, escalators. Well,
1: but they've evolved. In the modern Doctor Who, oh, the Daleks right. can now fly. So anyway, so, so but the reason we talk about AI, of course, is this rise of this thing called chat GPT, which you, know, you put in a question, it's yeah. like Google, but it just writes you an answer and it's got teachers around the, the nation, around the earth, terrified because kids don't have to do essays and projects anymore. You know, chat GPT will do it for them. Mm-mm. And they're thinking about just going back to lo and behold, Exams, you know, where you have <laughs> to sit there with a piece of pen, a piece of paper and a pen and write the answer out.
0: I, I've got a piece of tech that I'm going to develop and mm. this is going to make me like a billionaire. Us. And, yes. uh, <laughs> no, that's when I go, bye, I'm just going to buy an island. Um, so, you know, I love Shazam. I, I cannot mm. get over how fabulous Shazam is. I
1: thought is. the Shazam movies were great too. <laughs> Captain Marvel, the, the rival, the Superman. form
0: uh, of... Yeah. A, come on, no, that Eagle. was that
1: was the Wonder Twin Powers.
0: Isn't that what Different. They do say such a oh, Yeah, do. come on. Anyway, so um, and I loved it because remember back in the olden days when we used to listen to 3XY, 1422, and they'd play a song and you'd love it, and then you'd have to go into record store brashes. So for young folk, this was a a music and electronics retailer. Do you know Tom? This is amazing. I just hooked up. It was founded in 1862 by a German Australian called Marcus Brash. Oh, Brashes! And he took out he took out the offending. I still have, letter. by the
1: way, I see. before Brashes went broke. Yeah, I still had a gift voucher you <laughs> know, for for twelve dollars.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never Which spent it. An album. But you'd have to go into Brashes and you go, look, I heard this great song that goes, <sighs> "I said beautiful people," and then you'd make up some terrible mondegreen like they wear their deep pajamas instead of a rag.
1: And then the the young sister. And he go, no, I
0: haven't got, I haven't quite got it. And you go, come on. I said, people, (laughs) they just want to take you and they'd make you sing it. And then at the very end, they go, oh, I know what is. Yeah, no, we don't have it in stock. But so I, so that's why I love Shazam. I would love to develop Shazam for faces. Because, you know, when you forget someone, you could just go, hi, Tom Elliott from 3AW, how's radio going? And it could have a little bio as well with some key points about that person. You know, when you go to a school reunion, hi, Will.
1: Yeah. How's RM Williams Well, going? but there, there is a, a low-tech solution to this, which doesn't require a, an artificial intelligence that might kill us. <laughs> um, just everybody wears a name tag. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. hi, I'm Tom. <laughs> hi, I'm Elise. And You should, you should make walk name tags in your Name tags. Compulsory.
0: Compulsory <laughs> name tags.
1: I, I don't think it's such I a must silly say, idea. I say, our
0: daughter does nippers and the, the kids wear their names on their hats. It's hat. fabulous. And I'm thinking, this is great because you go, hi, Elsie, how, how are, are you? How Oh, another Ava. Oh. What piece of tech would you
1: like to develop? Well, just, just going back to name tags, I do remember going to a high school reunion, I don't know, 10 years ago or something. And this guy came up and said, Tom, how are you, mate? Great to see you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, how are you going? Yeah. Who am I talking to? And he was stood in a way where I couldn't see his oh, name tag. Yeah. And he had a, a completely bald head and a big moustache. And he had, um, you know, he was a, a lot larger than what he would have been at, at high school. And so I tried to angle around him to see his his name. And when I did see it, I still didn't know who it was. <laughs> this is <laughs> terrible.
0: So you just have to say, hi. X. Yeah, yeah. And you, you can't take the conversation any further. So what piece of tech would you like to develop or would you like to see developed?
1: Well, in the 80s, I was quite concerned that I might have to go and fight in a war because we were fed a constant diet of uh, you know, Vietnam war movies yeah. and World War II movies and so forth. And so I actually thought the idea of a robot soldier would be a good idea who mm. could take my place and go and fight. And in a way, Terminator does that, albeit from the wrong perspective. My soldiers would be good and loyal to the values of Australia and would answer only to me. So how about that?
0: (laughs) Tom's school is well and truly back and with it comes a lot of homework. Uh, And I'm fearful that I have got a bit over-involved in homework... In the past? Well, I certainly know during lockdown there was a, a little gold rush project and I got so into it, we ended up filming in the Fitzroy Gardens and it was a bit of like a Steven Spielberg effort. Yeah,
1: and, and you, were putting, like, you were putting on a bad mixture of a Cockney and Irish accent. I know, I, was,
0: like, I featured in it. I just, look, I, it was just like, mum, step away from the school project, yeah. uh, really. But I, I don't
1: think it's a new thing that parents get involved with their children's homework. Like, for example, in 1978, I was in grade six, and we had to do a, a, a long sort of project on someone or something, and lo and behold, with the assistance of my father, I picked Winston Churchill.
0: And, <laughs> oh, you know, and, and, so your dad chose that topic. He did. I bet and, that made you popular. And,
1: and Dad was going through a phase where he had all the speeches of Churchill on cassette.
0: We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender.
1: And wherever we drove, he would play them. And, and my brother, sister, and I to this day can recite them. If a Churchillian speech starts, really we handy. know how it goes. That
0: would work really well on Tinder, and wouldn't it?
1: Anyway, my project, again, possibly influenced by my father, said Winston Churchill, the greatest man of the 20th century. Oh, you know, Churchill won the war. Churchill helped beat the communists. It's Churchill like propaganda. Did this. It was, it oh was. Oh,
0: God, did you get an A plus? Oh, I
1: think I got 15 out of 20. Yeah, so. that's,
0: a, that's such a mediocre. <laughs> so did you have a right.
1: project that your parents helped
0: Yeah. You? Yeah, I remember it was called time. I was in grade three. And as, I in, s- as in just T-I-M-E, was, yeah.
1: not T-H-Y-M-E. No, like going through different herbs far that you might see in the kitchen.
0: F- <sighs> far more amorphous and engaging. Not, not,
1: not oregano, as the Americans call no,
0: it. No, let me finish. God, this detour into herbs. Um, I remember mum still shading the Stonehenge. I still remember her drawing... St- Mom. Stonehenge. Stonehenge, you know, and this project was t- – and she had a sundial and yeah, basically mum did that. Great, That was grade three, great project. And, yeah, so mum was involved. So maybe it's past – so mum, thank you. You did help with our projects. She always said we weren't very thankful. Um, We're speaking to our friend George. Hi, George. She listens to our podcast. And she was saying one teacher suggested that perhaps all the research should be done at home and the actual written work and homework should be done at school so the teacher knows that the child's doing it not the parent
1: yeah I think, like when that when the handwriting looks a bit different and stuff, that 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 is a bit of a giveaway. Yeah. Or, or when the parents often like political viewpoints start coming out through the you know through the child's like project Winston, and so forth. Church yeah, is the greatest man of the 20th century. <laughs> Another thing I've noticed again during the lockdowns, which are thankfully well behind us now, was you know I, I sort of became the pseudo maths teacher in our household. Mm-hmm. And you know there was nothing wrong with the old maths. Yeah. Oh my God, the, the new ways of doing things. I had to. I, I had to. Do courses on YouTube on how to do maths these days, just to learn new ways yeah. to get to the same answer was as the was old ones. Some
0: the other night, and you and I both did, and we both got two different answers, different answers, and we didn't know which one was the right no, one. No, then the
1: teacher wasn't quite sure either. But <gasps> the point is, why do they fiddle with things that you know are hundreds of years old and work perfectly well?
0: Yeah, that was archaic that way of teaching, though. That was, that was eons ago, Tom.
1: Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it.
0: In King Lear, Shakespeare says, How sharper than a serpent's tooth is it to have a thankless child? God it kills, doesn't it, when you do all that work and those little people? I, I,
1: I, lo- I love I love uh, various quotes to help guide one's life. You know, like I like to say things like when all is said and done, more will be said than done. And yeah, yeah. you know, it's hard to soar like an eagle when you're surrounded by turkeys. My Workmates, Do you
0: have that on your screen, Stable? Heard that
1: many times. Yeah, yeah. But when, when I see a child being uh, ungrateful or possibly mm. even rude to a parent, mm. I know I'm misquoting it, but to say sharper than a serpent's tooth is a thankless child, it's so true.
0: It is. So the reason we're discussing this, a Melbourne mother gave her daughter a really healthy variety of food. It's in a lunchbox, including a sandwich, some little pretzels, a banana and some chopped kiwi fruit, not a, just a whole kiwi fruit, chopped, yep. and it came back with a post-it note that said, this food sucks.
1: Yeah, which is a bit harsh.
0: Oh, that poor mum. And, you know, I, I thought of all the lunches I've made and all the lunches I'm yet to make. And they often come home hot and manky yes. and uneaten. It's so awful.
1: And you know how much of it's being chucked in the bin. It's, and
0: awful. it's awful. And then you do, you know, kids are starving in the world thing. But still, it's just more annoying because uh, you've uh, made that lunch. I will
1: say this a chopped up kiwi fruit, I don't think really works because it needs to be. Now, I'll tell you something odd about a kiwi fruit. One, they're not really from New Zealand. But. Um, you know they're called Chinese gooseberries in some countries? No, I did not. Anyway, know. I eat them with the furry skin on. But
0: you're odd. You eat, you eat an orange skin and you True. eat an apple peel. But, you are the insincorator but, of food. But,
1: I call it I call it the intestinal broom. It's like the best form of roughage you will get is a kiwi fruit skin. Seriously
0: here. oversharing, even so, with so your
1: wife. Maybe what this child wanted <laughs> Was a whole kiwi fruit with the skin still on, and, and see so he or she could eat it like an apple.
0: But you know, when they, back to kids being thankless, it really cuts, doesn't it? You know, when you think of all the time, all the sacrifices you make as a parent, and then for them to just turn their back on you and tell you you're not parenting well is well, it
1: But the only thing I would say is I wonder if it's every generation goes through this because, you know, we're suddenly contemplating or realising how much of our weekends are going to be tied up, you know, ferrying a child to and from Mm. sport and watching said sport. And I thought, oh, God, you know, we don't even get a weekend ourselves. And then I remember, you know, my mother in particular, I mean all day Saturday, yeah. whatever I was doing, you know, rowing or whatever, she'd just be there at the start and there at the end of the day. She'd come and watch me play football. Um, she'd, she'd always ask at the end of the game who won because she, she would be there but not actually watch. But I was, I was pleased for her. My mother was one of those people who took a book to the football.
0: Well, it doesn't matter. She was there. She was there. So even if she didn't know the score, she was there. Maybe we should flip this around. This is a chance for all the grown-ups to say to their parents, if they're still alive... Thank you for being a great parent when I was growing up. For what you did. Because now I'm a parent, I realise what you did. How tough it is. Let me write you do not make school lunches.
1: Oh, I do sometimes. I oh, have wait. to, when I do, I actually say to our daughter, um, so what, what does mummy do? And um, as a contrast, what would you actually like? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I will add, the lunch I make. Like, what do you make? Well, I'm not saying it might have Nutella in it or something, <laughs> but the point is, <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't come back home at the end of the day. Not,
0: you don't divide and conquer. It's not it divide to and conquer. Oh.
1: It's like, you know, if you want to be successful in business, you've got to give the customers what they want. <laughs>
0: So, Tom, what have we learnt this week?
1: Well, I've learnt that although a lot of people like to say that cash is king, I think at weddings, it is not. Mm. I think give people a present or don't give them anything at all, but don't, I don't know... contribute hundreds of dollars into Wishing Worlds. Uh, secondly, I think everybody wearing a name tag 24 hours a day is a really, really good idea. And look, I imagine as you get older and you forget your own name, you can look at it. And or your partner's name. There oh, it is. Well, it what happens. happens.
0: <laughs> Unlike rom-coms, sci-fi films always have a bad ending. AI takes over.
1: Well, but it's not necessarily bad. All I'm saying is they make you think.
0: And I really think that you need to start making school lunches a little bit more and I need to back off school projects a bit. Agreed. Tap the follow and subscribe button on the Elliot Exchange wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to rate, review and go on, share it with your friends. Follow me, Elliot underscore media on Instagram to keep up with everything happening on the Elliot Exchange and email us. ElliotExchange at nine.com.au
1: Don't forget <laughs> that last bit.
0: And change your voicemail, Tom.